Welcome to the EduPurist podcast, where we focus and highlight education in its purest form, and that is the truth. Today, we have on our show, Mr. Stephen Gupton. So, Mr. Gupton, tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. So, um, 29-year-old African-American male, I teach um, Lewisburg High School um, in about 15, 20 minutes north of Raleigh, North Carolina, which is part of the, um, the, the triad area outside of Greensboro. Um, served as a paramedic for a while. Um, I still do on a part-time basis, you know, uh, with the teacher's salary. Uh, I got to jump on the ambulance every now and then to get me something to eat. Um, but <laughs> I went back, that's, went back to teach crazy. at my high school. I went back to teach at my high school um, that I graduated from. So I'm currently teaching at that particular high school. So it, it means a lot um, to me to be able to go back there to that particular high school. Um, so after serving for a paramedic, as a paramedic for a while, um, I served as an administrator there. I was over compliance and over some employees and I was realizing that the money uh, really wasn't making me happy. So I always wanted to teach English. Um, the opportunity came open for me to actually teach in the CTE department. So I'm back there now teaching emergency medical science. Uh, an intro to law and justice. Okay, so that, that immediately like stood out to me. Uh, you're teaching emergency medical science and law and justice. That's like the that's like a hybrid between a doctor and a lawyer. Like how how does how does that work for you? Um, so and what grades too? So um, the public safety courses, which falls under the law, public safety, correction, and security track, um, I teach students ninth through twelfth. Um, for the emergency medical science or the emergency medical technology, I can, they're only allowed to take it if they are juniors or seniors. Um, they have to be 16. They have to be able to drive because they do clinical hours and clinical rotations on the ambulance and in the emergency department. Um, because what they're doing, they're working to get their certification as North Carolina EMT basics. So the purpose is to have them leave in high school with a certification and to be employable. Um, oh. As far as the public safety and the intro to law and justice, um, I cover a lot in that class. So um, all of the careers that you can think of in public safety, I cover it. Um, courtroom practices and procedures, um, you know, careers as far as attorneys, lawyers, then want to be judges, law enforcement officers, military ops, uh, emergency management, fire, EMS, um, local, state, and federal law enforcement. So it's a wide range. Uh, the class is pretty fun, pretty dope too. Yeah, can you, I mean, can you include uh, like teachers, man? It, like you can use your course to like, develop these young folks how to be teachers too that's public safety you're absolutely <laughs> right never never thought of it that way well, yeah, you're right. what are you laughing for that's i'm for real like that's but that would be man, listen you're not even the one that comes at teachers man that's chris what you doing <laughs> i'm just saying like this i think the court first of all i think it's dope that they're doing like actual hands-on things in their high school like you know students get like real experiences and say like hey do i want to do this do I not? I have the certification. Even if they add other things to it, I think that's that's dope. But when I think public safety, I also think about like you know the teachers. Like you know, an educated a educated person is not only usually safer according to all the data. Their their health is better. They live longer. They um you know and they're they're safe for us. You know, it, it's the I, I think it's just dope. I think it's dope. And I would challenge the school to expand it and. And, you know, we need more, more uh, teachers. What's your population at, the, at your school? Um, currently, we are at 560 students, just below 600. Yeah, what's the demographic? They black, they, they 
is it uh, integrated? So I think we're right at I think we're right at forty forty uh, percent black, um, close to forty percent white, and then we have you know just um, right at twenty Latino um, Hispanic population. Man, so so what what drew me to your Twitter account, man? After we follow one another, you know, because I you know a lot of people don't really get my attention, but you you do. Um, you're very passionate about your kids, man. Why why are I you am. so passionate about these kids? Uh, well, number one is home. Um, and I'm a firm believer, and I say this all the time. My AP and I we have this conversation. Um, you know, nobody's gonna treat our kids like we treat our kids. Um, that's where I grew up. You know. Um, even if I wanted to move away, uh, I didn't because I served the community as a paramedic. I've served their parents, their grandparents, their, uh, their uncles um, in motor vehicle crashes, some in cardiac arrest. So I've seen these kids grow up. I coached them before I went back to teach. Um, and I think another thing about it, I think I'm really passionate about it because I'm the son of an incarcerated male. You know, my dad's been uh -huh. incarcerated for 23 years of my 29 years. So um, I always say I'm trying to be for them what I didn't have. So even when people say, hey, come teach for me, or would you mind moving districts? You know, I got a little bit of money. It's not about the money. You know, I, I know where I'm supposed to be. Mm, that is amazing. Mm. Yeah. So for, for, for the it's not like homegrown folks. You, you, you want to come on my show and run my show like cold yeah, no. <laughs> 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 no, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> all right, so also, also, also on today's show, we got the OG from the Hands team, founder of the Fellowship, former principal at Mastery Public Schools. Oh, this, it's too early, man. It's too soon. Don't say former, man. That, that's like, <laughs> you know when you start like weeping on the show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you, you got a new venture, man. What, tell us about your new venture. Yeah, so I am um, just launched the Center for Black Educator Development. Um, it is a, it'll be a brother organization to the fellowship where the fellowship black male educators for social justice, uh, focuses on elevating black men, um, their voices and experiences in the space. Uh, the center for black educator development is really looking at three pillars. One is the pipeline. We're using freedom school model and dual enrollment with education courses as a, a joint way to expose middle high school and college students to teaching developing as, as teachers and giving them the hands-on experience through the Freedom School model, um, a year-round Freedom School model. So that's the pipeline. We have professional learning and mentoring. We know that a lot of places that are early career teachers, years one, two, and three, they need mentoring, they need support, but that there's also research on how to do that. So you don't just throw a mentor in there. Mentors need development so that they can be great for their mentees. And then the third piece is around uh, policy and partnerships and, and really making sure that um, that the powers that be understand, whether it's universities, whether it's the city, state, federal, whatever, there are policies that are in place at these institutions that undermine um, the pipeline for uh, you know, black teachers. Um, but not only we focus on uh, developing black teachers, we also wanna focus on those who um, sometimes get in the way um, of black teachers. And so we're talking about uh, the leadership at schools and recruitment teams and things like that who their, their biases, whether implicit or explicit, uh, get in the way of black teachers being developed or black teachers even entering the field. Um, so we have the premise that, that uh, there are a lot of folks who influence, and particularly since most teachers are white, they, uh, and leadership is white, they influence how many black kids 
even think about the profession based on their experience as students and how many black teachers stay in the field um, because of their uh, their experience in in these institutions. And so we're, we're uh, entering in that space we just launched. Uh, we have about 100 scholars, first, second, and third graders who are learning, um, who are being taught by college students. Every college student has two high school students as their classroom assistants. So this three-man team, three-person team, works with uh, 10 to 12 first, second, and third grade students in the Freedom School model. Um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing, man. We, we launched this on June 12th. And we're in our second week with uh with our students, and it's it's been fantastic so far. Hey, I want to I want to commend you on how beautifully polished that was, bro. And, and it, it probably was so polished because it's coming straight from your heart. But man, if I was a funder, I, man, I'll give you whatever you want right now, man. That sounded amazing. Yo, it, you know what? Yeah, to be a funder, you can be a, you can send a donation our way. You ain't got to be a billionaire to to fund. You can sponsor one child. I'll send you the cost of that. You know, <laughs> let me know. All right, so so so, Mr. Mr. Gupton, man, it seems as if on Twitter you caught a genie in a bottle, bro. You sent out a provocative tweet. Tell the listeners about this tweet. So I was at work the other night. Um, I've already talked about me being a paramedic. So I'm at work the other night. I'm sitting in the ambulance, and of course, you know, I'm killing some time. And I'm I didn't have a patient, by the way. Let me put that out there. I didn't have a patient. Um, <laughs> I was so about I'm to killing, ask that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not have a patient. So I'm killing some time. I'm scrolling through, um, going through Twitter. And I ran across another tweet that an educator put out, and he pretty much said that there should be a standard to the way teachers dress. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I agree with that. So I went to my followers, and I just posted something. Um, and I said, hey, I feel like I, as an educator, I need to dress the part. Um, what do you all think? And I had a little picture there that went along with it, and it pretty much asked, does teachers really need to dress professionally? And it took off. Yeah. Where, where is it at now? Uh, I think we're at maybe almost 600 likes and almost 400 comments, 50 some retweets. So, Reef, I was I was telling Mr. Gupton in this space, anything over 200 likes is viral <laughs> <laughs> in the education space. So, so Reef, man, you've been a principal for, for you've been a principal for over 10 years, and you've been in education for over 20 years. What do you think about this whole professional dress thing? Well, I mean, first, Gupton, what do you mean by professional? Like professional as in as in what? Like looking like a banker or like like so, Sunday, Sunday best? Like what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah for, for me, I'm, it's Sunday best most 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 days. Um, but when I posted it, I have to be clear. I, I make sure I said I. I feel like I needed to dress the part, the part that I play in these kids' lives um, because they don't get to see it a whole lot. Um, from their neighborhoods or coming from the project, whatever the case may be. When I stand in front of a classroom, I want them to be able to see something they don't always see on TV, something they don't always see on social media. Um, there are still guys who wear a suit and a tie. And, that, and me being young and them being able to connect with me, um, I use that as a way to build relationships too. Um, I don't want to get off topic here, but you know, I have kids come up and talk about my socks, kids come and talk about my bow tie. Um, and if I'm not dressed that way when I walk in, it's an expectation. So they have something to say. Um, but when I talk about professionalism, um, I think a lot of people took it out of context and thought I meant they needed to be, they needed to look like a banker. They needed to look like they were selling real estate that day. And that's exactly, that's not what I meant. Um, but leggings with a t-shirt over it, or you coming in with ball and short and you're, you're in a history classroom to me, that, that's an issue, but that's just me. Understood. What you think? We lost Reef. 
Man, we lose weave on every episode. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll come back once he figures it out. So <laughs> we, we lost you. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, so Rick, what what do you think, man? I you know what I I understand. I mean, me myself, I never I never got dressed up in that sense. Um. I wear one bow tie a year. It's usually at graduation. Um, this year I didn't. Even, this year I didn't even wear that. To be honest with you, I can't even tie a tie. Um, I didn't even. I didn't. I don't think I even had a tie until I went to my uh, interview for a teacher to become a teacher, and somebody had to tie it for me. Um, so I mean, one day I'm gonna look at those YouTubes and figure it out. But I just, you know, I. I but I understand, you know, this idea. Uh, I've had to send I've had to send teachers home who were dressed inappropriately. I've had, you know, so I definitely agree that there should be some level. Um, but as a teacher, I didn't I didn't get dressed. Look, I used to teach in Tim sometimes, man, and so you know, and and I it never it never like really negatively impacted on the student outcomes and 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 their work and their engagement. Um, they actually would be super engaged, like, oh, yeah, you know, like he wears. I, and one time I remember even getting a teacher feedback, uh, Miss Pendleton, because I did wear something that, you know, now I would, I would not wear. I had these boss jeans that somebody had got me for Jeez. my birthday. Jeez. Yeah, that's how long ago, right? These boss, boss jeans. Boss. But, but, yo, the boss was written down the zipper. And it, it never even dawned, like, yeah, I'm 22. Like, it didn't even dawn on me, like, that's inappropriate to wear at school. And Miss Pendleton pulled me aside, like, yo, Joker, like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? She's like, you can't wear that to school. And I was like, I was so embarrassed because I hadn't even thought about it. I just threw them on and went in, you know? So, like, things like that, I think we got to be conscious about. But I'm, like, I'm right now I'm wearing a dashiki. Man, I would, I would wear this as a classroom teacher. I'd wear it as a principal. Like, you know, I, I just... I like to be comfortable, man. So, but yeah. I understand. I understand the premise. Yeah, and I agree. And I, and I switch it up. So on Fridays we are allowed to um, wear jeans. So like, if I wear jeans on Fridays, you know, and I got on some Elevens or whatever, you know, my kids are like, "Oh, so you you come in dripping," you know. So I mm. do switch it up. They they do see me as something different. I'm not always in a bow tie. Like, and because of what I teach, some Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm actually in scrubs or uniform. Mm-hmm. So they do get to see different sides of it. But I think the attacks came because I think everybody thought I was trying to tell them they needed to wear a dress and heels or a suit and bow tie. And that wasn't the case. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll venture out to say this, right? At, at some schools, they have a, a, a dress down policy to where teachers can pretty much feel free to wear whatever they want because they want them to be comfortable in that space because the focus shouldn't be necessarily on how they dress or what they wear but it should be on uh, what they're teaching the kids. And I know some very high-performing charter schools that kind of run that model that way. How do you guys feel about that? When you say, like, to dress down, they dress down every day? Every day. That, like, that's, that's actually a part of uh, the recruitment pitch for that particular charter network is kind of like come as you are kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I, you know... I like I said I I'm mostly interested in the, in the, in the teacher's performance and to be honest at, at Shoemaker we had dressed out as often as possible <laughs> you know like you know our network had this our network had this thing of like you know 
dress down should be just for uh, a special occasion. I'm like, every time I'm in front of my babies, it's a special day. You know what I mean? Like I get to see these students and, and it was just as a, as a teacher coming in, I didn't have that, but I, you know, I had, I had mentors who's, who disagree with me. Like I had a mentor, she, when I first became principal, she's like, oh, Mike, you need to go get some clothes. I was like, why? She's like, nobody should be able to, everybody should be able to walk in here and immediately just how you're dressed, know who the principal is. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I was like, you know, I'm, it didn't really matter to me from that perspective. Um, but I, I heard what she was saying. Uh, then I had another principal, uh, you know, I went to visit him. At, I went to visit my friend who was his assistant principal. And I walked in and his principal was just like, Mr. Cage, Mr. Cage was like, yo, why are you dressed that way? Now, mind you, I just, I just had a button down shirt and some slacks and he gave me the business of like, you shouldn't be dressing like that. You're, you're a leader and da da da. And you're being groomed and in this city and why are you dressed that way? And I was like, uh, that's how I like how to get dressed. So I, you know, I understand both sides, but I was like, I'm, I'm not wearing a, a, a suit and tie man I'm, I'm you know and and when I, when people tell me you know when i was younger when i was a teacher we were like you need to get dressed dressed professionally i'm like i am i'm dressed as a professional african that's my dashiki you know what I mean? so, <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't want to wear your your, your student and i don't want to feel like i got a last a, a daggone noose around my neck either like that's not comfortable to me like that's it's like i feel it on my neck all daggone day but again i was i didn't have a tie we didn't wear ties and stuff as a kid so that just wasn't part of my experience growing up you know um so now as an adult trying to get used to that is like it's a struggle so i just i just don't do it I, and if i have one i just keep it tied man i got a tie up there that i use for years every once in a while i'll throw it on um, <laughs> folks like you're supposed to untie that i'm like it's stuck if i untie it now it's gonna be jacked up probably you need, you need to buy you a few with the zipper. <laughs> so, so Mr. Mr. Gupton, man, there's this old saying. It says, uh, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, I heard how that does, before. How, how does this quote and, and the tweets and comments from older educators kind of shape your thinking? When I first heard that, um, and it did come from a lot of the older educators, so a lot of people that were commenting and said that they were older educators. Um, I, for me, um, when I hear that, you know, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. It's almost like you're saying, if my superintendent walks in and I have on a suit and a tie, she's going to promote me. No, yeah, even if you even if you whack as a teacher, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm whack as a teacher. I I, I don't perform well. Um, my my the scores at the end of the year are horrible. But because I have on a suit and tie, my superintendent promotes me. That's not the case. So I dress for the job I have, regardless, because I'm in education. I'm here for the long haul. So. If I'm a teacher, I'm an educator. If I'm a principal, I'm an educator. If I'm a superintendent, I'm an educator. So the way I dress today is going to be the way I dress from here on out. Um, so, so that really didn't sit well with me because I feel like they're saying you're promoted based on what you look like, and that's not the case. Like, I didn't like that at all. I'll be honest. Facts. Yeah. Brief, um, what you got to say? No, I, like, I think that, you know, perform, your performance is most important. And again, like, if I want to dress in a dashiki or, you know, like, uh, so for example, at our school, we had model Mondays. Uh, that's what we used to do. So we would, our kids wear uniforms. And so staff, most of the staff would wear uniforms on that, on that day. I wasn't thinking about like, oh, we're dressing like this for my next step as a career or any of that. Like, you know, like 
just perform do like whatever you're doing focus on that and and do well don't don't be a bum like i said i had to send teachers home who had you know and they were all women unfortunately but they had you know stuff showing they shouldn't be showing like you know hey this is a professional setting and so you know but the vast majority 99 percent of them dress professionally but we would we would have dress down days we had woke wednesday so every wednesday we had this culturally affirming shirt you know black power or something like that you know um that folks will wear mondays was dress down days for the students the our uh our staff will wear something either you know swag from our school and of course i had to also explain to them swag is what you have not what you wear but you know that was just the the language that they use so you know they would wear swag from the school or some kind of college college and career shirt um wednesday was woke wednesday and every friday that i could think of that we needed something to celebrate i'd give a dress down day so that's three days a week folks were <laughs> folks were dressing down and tuesday and thursday i wore the uniform i would just you you know i would use middle school lower high school upper high school i would just rotate rotate that but um but yeah I, and i did have jeans for 20 something years i would i would wear cargo pants for my dress down day so you know, I, I, I hear, I understand the, the old school way. I think some of that was also, you know, when you look at the tradition, you know, like when black folks were started to get opportunities, how they had to just be, they would normally, when you look at these old pictures, a lot of times they were out dressing anybody else. You know, their white bosses, their white colleagues, they were out dressing because they knew they Absolutely. were kind of microscope all the time. And so I think some of it was, you know, I, I can't help. And of course, I wasn't there and I, I've never like read about it um, from any of the, you know, first uh, firsthand experiences. But I couldn't help but to, as I was growing up reading that and seeing this, just wondering how much of this was just the, the intense scrutiny black professionals were under all the time. And so they just became this this habit and a custom. And there's also necessity. You know, it's kind of that whole, you know, work twice as hard to get half as far dress twice as well to get you know just to be uh looked at as a professional you know you you would see like mechanics dressed in a suit you know what i mean just like hey this is what i gotta right. look i gotta i gotta look in this kind of way to to make sure that folks aren't intimidated or don't look at this or don't think i'm not professional and you know i, th I think that's uh, you know oppressive as well if that's what you have to do and i got some friends they love getting dressed man i had a friend in college would dress up every day and you know, I thought I thought he had a sickness or something, but like that's what he did every day. He was dressed up. And I'm like, and what, he, what, he, what, Reef, what he do now? Huh? What does he do now? He's uh, you know, he works with youth. Um, I don't know exactly what he does, but uh, he was. I know he was like in the social work field for a while, um, and working with youth. So, but did he, he ever, did he ever sell cars? No, he ain't sell no cars. <laughs> Yo, brother, we in college. This brother dressed up every day. I and it, he wasn't alone. And I just never understood it. Like, why in the world? Like, we're like, you know, I, I was there sixteen through twenty years old, and you know, so like at this age, I'm just like, you want to wear those hard shoes? Like, you actually like that? <laughs> And um and they would clown me because I was like, man, I don't even have any hard shoes. Like why like why would somebody buy that? Why would you make your toes all scrunched up like that? But you know, that's um I think to each their own. I think there's space for all of us. I think this just has to be a level of, you know, there's I don't know what professional dress um is all the time, but I, I definitely know what unprofessional dress is. <laughs> 
Gotcha. So, so Gupton, if you if you was to run a school, man, how would it how would it look? How would it look in your space, man? You principal of a school. Let me paint this for you. All right, what is it? 2019. So 2025. I want to give you some time to make that upward progression. Be a dean of students and then an AP. So then, when these folks look at you in that space, you can say, "I did everything in order to make sure that I'm right." and I'm ready for this position, what would your school look like in terms of how you want your teachers to dress? So it's funny. I, um, I followed up with the initial tweet with another tweet. And Was the initial tweet from tweet. Principal Cafele? Or somebody else? His tweet, his tweet was because of my tweet, yes. Oh, got it, got it, okay. Yeah, so I followed All up right. with one um, to answer your question. And I said, you know, regardless of what you wear, um, looking back on the way people responded today, I can tell who actually put serving kids first. So regardless of what you wear, if I were to move up into administration, I know who to reach back and take with me. So mm. I really think um, regardless of what they wear, they could teach if it's professional, right? And, and, and there I go again with that word professional. But I guess yeah, what's that is, mean, as man? As you're not coming, <laughs> right, as long as you're not coming in with, with, your, with, your, with your gym shorts on or, you know, your I don't know. To me, when you're standing in the classroom, especially 9 through 12, you have to be careful how you carry yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, for me, I came in at, what, age 20, 25, without a beard, I still look 16. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to be real careful how I carried myself around young students. So I think to separate myself a little bit, I put on a suit, but I, I wasn't above them because I shared my struggles with them. I wanted them yeah, to know, behind this suit, I'm still you. Yeah, because like you could probably it. still but come in the room. Running school, but running this yeah. school, I mean, I really think me sitting down in an interview, I'm not turning away this what I would consider a perfect candidate because she says, hey, I want to wear jeans or because this guy says, hey, I want to wear jeans. As long as you're presentable, I can get down with it. Back to the initial tweet. I said that was the way I wanted to dress. I wasn't going to make everybody else dress that way. And I think mm -hmm. people started to attack me because they thought I was saying that if you came here or, you know, if I were an administrator, you would have to wear this. That's definitely not what I said. Mm -hmm. So so I've seen some instances in which people have, been, people have dressed the part and have had their classroom management was on Harry Wong first year. <laughs> and they were about 10 years in the teaching. But they just <laughs> not Right. Yeah. How, how, how are we dealing with that teacher? I think I think we should let them dress down all the time. Maybe it'll get better. <laughs> that ain't gonna help. That, that's not gonna help. Um, <laughs> one of my APs love. One of my APs love to say, "You coach them up. You can't coach them up. You coach them out." Yeah. Um. Mm. But if they're on Harry Wong and they have on the nice banker suit, or you know they look like they're selling real estate, or back to what you said, they're selling cars and the classroom management is off the chain, then guess what? It's not the suit. Like, that's them. We got to do something no, absolutely. them. But, then, but on, on the reverse, like Reef was saying, I've seen, uh, I've seen people that, that came in and, and did their dress down, but still was able to, like, make connections with kids and still put kids first, and the kids still had, like, profound respect for, for, for these folks, even though they were comfortable in the space. So, like, I've yeah. seen it work both ways. Yeah. That's back yeah. to relationship. I think that goes back to the relationship piece, too, though. No, definitely. If you can build relationships with your students and you, you respect them, they're going to respect you regardless of who you teach and where you teach. Uh, so it really doesn't matter what you have on. Right. So, yeah. man, Gupton, you're a Twitter sensation. 
what are your final thoughts on, on, on this, man? What, what, what do you want the people to know? Because it's one thing for you to tweet it, but it's another thing for them to like vocally hear you so that you can let them know exactly, you know, what you meant and how you felt about this particular tweet. <laughs> what, he, what he's saying is they ain't like what you said, double down on it right now. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't like it, that, no, I'm just kidding. But look, so, so once again, Stephen Gupton is going to wear the suit and the tie every chance he gets to wear it because I feel as though my black males specifically, um, they need to see that. They need to see me in the classroom. They need to see me in the building with that on. On Fridays, they get to see me in jeans and my 11s. I get it. But I would also say, in the event that you're listening to me and in the event that you didn't like that tweet, if I happen to call you in what, 2020, did you say 2025? Yeah, 2025. If I happen to call, yeah, if I happen to call you in 2025 to come work for me, if I'm calling you because I know you're great. You can wear your jeans. It's cool. <laughs> Reef, what are your final? Reef, no, Reef, I don't want to know your final thoughts on this. I already know. But, but um, what are your final thoughts on? Uh, not even final thoughts. What are your beginning thoughts on 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 the on the young lady that licked the ice cream, bro? Did oh my you see god! That? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Man, look what a, ice cream. A, 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 um, a woman that was in the grocery store, and she went and got the ice cream and licked the top of it, bro. And it's been, it's been a nationwide manhunt. Did she take it with her? No, she, she left it in the... She thing. put no, it back. No, no. She, she put, put it, it back. back. She put it back. Yo, man, I used to work... Uh, my One of my first jobs here in America was uh, I worked at Salad Alley. And it was this joker who used to... Uh, he's supposed to be, like, filling the salad bar. This joker would be eating right out, right out to salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just snacking as he's filling, as he's filling up the lettuce. He's snacking on the cheese and whatnot. And I just, I was just like, yo, man, like, that's disgusting. You can't be putting your fingers in there. He's like, I ain't no big deal. Nobody care. He, he ended up getting fired because the manager ended up seeing him do that crap. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, man, maybe she had like a, you know, like a mental health issue or something, man. She was tasting it. Just like, I got to taste this right now because who does that? And put it back in the joint. That's disgusting, man. Bro, so, so, and, so they, it, and they recorded it. Oh, yeah. The store recorded it, right? So, yeah. yeah, man. And then it's a nationwide manhood. Now she locked up and she's facing what federal charges for really? Um, What's the charge? Federal charges for tampering with, with food. And um, yeah. the sentence carries two to 20. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, you know how I feel. Like, I, I think we, you know, we're like over incarcerated. Like, everything is a charge, man. Like, I, I think, you know, we got to take, like, figure out something about her. But, I, I ain't with just throwing everybody in jail, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, she, you know, you want to keep her out the stores, definitely. <laughs> but I, don't, I just don't know if every answer is locking somebody up, man. It's just, it's just too much. And that's disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like really disgusting. I, I'm mad even hearing about that. <laughs> and like, I knew you was going to yeah. have that response too. Yeah, it's people get crazy. Spicy in here. But, but Gupton, man, thank you for uh, for being on the Edge Pierce podcast, man. We're going to get this out very soon so that, you know, all these people that are heckling you can understand your position. <laughs> and, and, and Reef, man, thank you, man. We out here. No, man, appreciate you coming on, man. I'm, I'm about to go and give these, uh, I got checks to deliver to these uh, college students who, who've been teaching in freedom schools. Um, did I send you the vi- I'll send you the vi- little clip of, of them at the, at their training, man. It's good. I'll, I'll send that over to you. Yeah, and man, I'll, definitely. You know, invite me back so I can uh, you know, we can talk about this Freedom School experience and maybe have one of the uh, 
the college students who are, because everybody talks about they can't find black college students. Man, in one month, we found 14 college students and 24 high school students who are open and interested in, in being developed as teachers. And they're not all education majors. So sometimes these folks talk about they can't find uh, black educators. You know, like you, they looking in the wrong places. Some, some folks, you looking for fish, you can't go where the frogs are. You got to go where the fish are. <laughs> and so I think, uh, I think some of these jokers, you know, I go around the country and people are like, oh, we can't find anybody. I'm like, show me your recruitment team. I pull up their website. Ain't a single black person looking for black people. I'm like, black folks know where to find black folks. Y'all obviously don't, you know, so. And no visit, huh. no visit to HBCU. Man, they don't even know. They still saying, like, what is the HBCU and why y'all got your own schools? <laughs> they probably listen to the, you know, the integrationists and like, ain't they say that you ain't supposed to have that anyway? That's, this is anti-constitutional. You got a whole black college. What the heck? Yeah, that's another whole show, man. <laughs> it is, it is. But look, I do want to, I do want to reach out to you and pick your brain, though, because I'm just, I just got to step into a um, three-year cohort, the Educators of Color Academy. Um, Say more. So what is that? Um, so through NCAE, um, we're going to focus on the recruitment retention of educators of color. Um, they're going to provide us with some sound instructional practices and kind of help us build our leadership capacity. Mm. Um, and work on resilience for black educators. So I'm going to be reaching out because like y'all two are the best. I'm not just saying that because we're on the show. So wait, wait, wait. You, you need three years to do that, man? You don't need three years to do that? You can just go talk to people. <laughs> hey, I, I applied. I got a step. I'm rolling rid of three years. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't, yes. Yo, man, congratulations. Don't let Anchor you. You're doing your thing, man. No, that's yo, good, man. That's good. Hey, Gupta, man, thank you for being on the show. Enjoy your family, man. We'll get up. Thank you, man. All right, All right now. Peace. Peace.